Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning, and this is it. This is the time we have done it. The countdown is over. Now, a different countdown start. Well, depending on which countdown you're talking about. But getting to Steelers football, hey, you're listening to this on Thursday morning. I'm recording this basically around midnight. And so I'm also in the same day of the Pittsburgh Steelers taking the field. It's it. They're, the players are there. They are in training camp as we speak. First night there, taking the field. Oh, it's finally moving into the 2023 season. To me, I say it's officially. Now, we, we've got countdowns because you know what? We've still got a couple weeks. Then we'll get that preseason game. Then we get a few more weeks after that. We're talking regular season, and then that is really getting into it. But, man, I've talked about it so many times. The lull is over, and here we go. I want to dive into this because I've got a lot of stuff to go over today. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can pull this off. But I had a question asked of me, and my goodness, I had it, and I, I kind of dismissed the time. I even said, I think I said to the person, you know, I kind of already covered that. But then I found a different angle to do it. And what do you know? I can't find who actually asked me this question. I feel terrible. If you reach out to me and say, hey, that was something that I had asked you, I'll make sure I bring it up next week. I can't remember. I've, I've, I've scanned through my Twitter. I've scanned through my email. I just can't find it. But somebody asked me another question about quarterbacks going into their second year. Going into their second year, what what to really look at here? And I kind of stumbled on something with with some uh, uh, information I was doing for articles at the Steel Curtain Network. Um, yeah, that is SteelCurtainNetwork.com. That's where you can find all the articles from the staff that you were used to before. That is the new website. Please go check it out. Lots of great stuff from myself. I don't know if my stuff's great, but you get great stuff from Jeff Hartman. You get great articles from Shannon White, Tony Defio, uh, Jeremy Betts, Andrew Wilbur, Bradley Locker. Occasionally we'll be hearing from, from bad. We'll, we'll eventually be getting those knee jerk reactions from big bro and just lots of good content that you can go there. Check it out. We're, we're still working through some things, of course, because the website's not even a month old, but just the content is there. And that's, that's the thing. If you want your Steelers content to read, go check it out. And we, we're also, that's where you find the podcasts as well. Um, if you aren't getting them where you get podcasts otherwise, which I'm sure you are because you're listening to this one. But I was doing an article there, and I I stumbled across some stuff when it came to actually Trevor Lawrence and the difference in the Jacksonville Jaguars' offensive output in his second season versus his first season. And it got me thinking, like, I had a question before about how, you know, Kenny Pickett going into a second year, and I kind of talked about this in another way, but I found a different angle, and that is – how did the team improve offensively? Not that, yeah, you could talk about the numbers, which I'd done before, about, oh, they, they went up in touchdowns or down in, down in interceptions and yardages and this and that. What about the team stats? What about the team stats? And I'm going to give you the stat that kind of set me off here. And the stat that I found was for Trevor Lawrence in his first year's quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were 32nd in points scored per game. 
That was in 2021. And in 2022, they were 10th. They went from 32nd to 10th. Now, is that all on Trevor Lawrence? No, it's not. But you know what? We don't want everything to be all about Kenny Pickett, do we? Does it really matter if Kenny Pickett throws more touchdowns and more yards and less interceptions if the team doesn't win games? Or don't you want to see what, you know, what happens if you get all that and your offensive output, like points per game and more yards per game as well, which is another one we'll look at? What if that's all less? Did, would that matter that the individual stats were good? So what I decided to do was I said, I'm going to look back over. I only went back so far because it took a while to, to dig this up. I actually went back to the, let's see, this was the 2021 draft, 2019 draft. I went back to the 20. Oh, sorry about that. There goes my handy dandy calculator. I did to find all that stuff crashing around here. So sorry, but that just goes to show you how much I am ready to chug these stats out to you all. But if you look at, since 2019, I looked at quarterbacks. I looked at only quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. That's what the Steelers are dealing with. Because, you know, you can find the, the anomaly otherwise, but you could also find duds in the first round. I thought, hey, can you pick it, take the first round? We'll stick it the first round. I'm also looking for quarterbacks that started at least nine games, both their rookie year and their second year. Kenny Pickett started 12 games last year. So I just I didn't even hold it to that standard. And I and I just kept the same number for the second year. Like I'm hoping Kenny Pickett starts that many games. That's that's ultimately what, what we're looking for as Steelers fans. But that's what I did. I looked at first round quarterbacks. They had to do that. Because for example, Trey Lance, no, didn't get the the numbers. Because if you didn't start at least half the games, then how responsible were you were was the quarterback for those final rankings. So what I'm going to give you is those quarterbacks, how many games they started each year, what their record was in those games that were started, because that's the way the NFL does it. They keep records for quarterbacks. Then I'm going to tell you their rank in points and their rank in yards for offense, both their first year and their second year, and see how it improved. And to kind of give a better picture, and I say improved, doesn't necessarily mean improved. But just to give a better picture of some of those expectations with Kenny Pickett. So let's dive in. I already gave you some of the stuff. I'm going to work. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going with players. The higher the draft pick, they'll be listed first. And I'm going with the most recent year that they have two years in the league. So the first guy is Trevor Lawrence. He started 17 games his first year. They went 3-14. and 14. He started 17 games their second year. They went 9-8. and eight. I already told you they were 32nd in points, moved all the way up to 10th. 22 spots they improved from 32nd to 10th. And in yardage, they went from 27th to 10th. Now, remember, NFL, when they say you were the number one ranked offense, that's all about yardage. But we really also know that points is the other one that really matters. That's why I'm doing both of them. So that was Trevor Lawrence. He is kind of one of the gold standard of, wow, look at how much they could jump in their second year. But that's not always the case. Look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, 13 starts his first year. He went 3-10. and 10. Nine starts his second year, went 5-4. and four, But he's not even the guy this year that didn't, didn't even, even at 5-4, and four, did not work out for him. And here's why. In points, his first year, they were 28th. And then his second year, which was last year, they were 29th. They didn't improve. They actually went down one spot. 
And in yards, they were 26th. And then they moved up to 25th. That was it. You know, and I, I don't think I got those backwards. I think they went from 26th to, to 25th. So there wasn't really any improvement from year one to year two when you look at those. Moving on to Justin Fields. He started 10 games his rookie year in 2021, where he went two and eight. 15 games last year, three and 12. If you look at it, it's this, I mean, for it's basically one win for every four losses. That's what he did his first year. That's what he did his second year. Didn't really improve there. For points, they went from 27th to 23rd. So they went up four. But in yardage, they went from 24th to 28th. They went down four. Didn't see a big jump from Justin Fields. Now, like I say, with these offensive stuff, it's not even just about the player. There's other things going on. But ultimately, you want to see how their, how their offense responds. Then you get uh, one more player, because like I said, Trey Lance was not included here. Um, he didn't start enough games both years. Mac Jones, 17 games his first year, they went 10 and 7. 14 games his second year, they went 6 and 8. So a regression in uh, record. That's the word I'm looking for. How about this? His rookie season, Mac Jones, sixth in offensive points, 17th the second year. Went down 11 places in the NFL. In yardage, they were, they were 15th his rookie year, 26th the second year. So you did not see a jump there in the offense in year two with Mac Jones as the quarterback. So if you look at just those four from last year, you look at basically one was a big jump in Trevor Lawrence, two kind of held steady because, you know, Zach Wilson went up one in one category, down one in another. Um, uh, Justin Fields, same same deal, up four in one, down four in the other. And then you had Mac Jones taking, you know, losing 11 places in both of those. So that's what you get just from last year, the four. One that was great, two that were about the same, one that was worse. So not looking good so far. Let's let's go another year. Let's go back to, I guess this would be 2020 and 2021. Uh, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Played, started 10 games before he was injured. His rookie year went 2-7-1. and one. Last year started 16 games, went 10-6. and six. No, wait, that wasn't last year. Sorry. Year before, year before, not last year, year before. That was because it was, I'm, I, I forgot that I'm a year sooner. So that was in 2021. Went from 29th in points his rookie year to 7th in points his second year. Went from 29th in yards to 13th in yards his second year. That's another Trevor Lawrence-like jump. You know, up 22 spots, up 16 spots. So there's one, went up. Now let's go to the next one. Tua, I always mess up his last name. I'm pretty sure it's it's Tago Viola. I'm not going to say it again because I'll, I'll mess it up. Nine starts his rookie year. They went six and three. Twelve starts his second season went seven and five. He went from 15th in points to 22nd and from 22nd in yards to 25th. So minus seven, minus three. Didn't really jump that next year. Other stuff's going on. Yeah. Um, he saw more of a jump in year three. That's just, but we're not looking at year three. We're only looking at year two. And then the other one from that year that counts because Jordan Love only started one game over those two seasons um, was Justin Herbert. Started 15 games as a rookie, went six and nine. Started 17 games his second season, went nine and eight. Went from 19th to fifth in points and from ninth to fourth in yards. 
ninth to fourth in yards. So even though they already were pretty good in yardage his, his rookie year, they got even better the second year. So that's an example of a year with three quarterbacks. Two made a big jump in their offense the first year. The other one stepped back a little bit. Okay, let's go one more year. I'll tell you, there was three first-round quarterbacks. One of them didn't qualify, and that was the, the late Dwayne Haskins. So we're only looking at Kyler Murray, Murray and Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray, 16 starts. His, his rookie year, they went 5-10-1, 16 starts. His second year, they went 8-8, eight and eight. a little bit better with record. In the rankings for points, went from 16th to 13th, so that was three better. And in yards, they went from 21st to 6th, 15 spots better. So they, that saw a jump in the offense in his second season, like not just in the player, in the offense. You look at Daniel Jones. He had 12 starts his rookie year, went three and nine, had 14 starts his next year. They went five and nine. So two more wins, same number of losses. But they went from 19th to 31st in points and from 23rd to 31st in yards from year one to year two. Now, he then went on to do a little bit better since then. So some that's we were just looking from year one to year two because that's what Kenny Pickett's doing. So if you look at it overall, that year you had one person make – make a, a all right jump, not a huge jump, and then one that really, even though they won a couple more games, really moved back in offensive production. So what does that really come to? It's really about a coin flip. You can see that big jump. You can see it hold steady. You can see it go back, which I know you can't do a coin flip with three options, I, I know. But really the only time that you had holding steady very much was two of the quarterbacks last year. I don't know that you say Zach Wilson is a would be a great example of holding steady because he's he's now a backup. So, and who knows what's going to happen with Justin? I mean, Justin Fields. We know how they how they ended up with the number one draft pick because they were the, the, the last team in the NFL, and that was a quote unquote holding steady. So I don't even know that they're. I wouldn't even count that much as holding steady. He's taking steps back. So you got like the Trevor Lawrence stepping forward, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and the somewhat Kyler Murray. So that's four stepping forward. But the your your step backs were your Mac Jones, your 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 Tua, your Daniel Jones, three stepping back and two semi-holding steady or stepping back in the Wilson and Fields. So it's really kind of a kind of a like I say, kind of a toss-up of whether or not you take a jump or you don't. Now, you could also say, well, look, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, they were number one draft picks. They were first overall, so you would kind of expect them to do that. That's a very good point. So bottom line is I, you'd love to see the Steelers take off in their offensive production. And you got to look at look, – let's look at what Kenny Pickett's was. He started 12 games, went 7-5. and five. They were 7-5 in those games. I will tell you, out of every quarterback that I listed in the last three years, the only one that had more wins – in their starts, their rookie season, was Mac Jones. All right? He had 10. No one else had more than six. So just putting that out there. But the Steelers in points last year finished up at 26th in points and 23rd in yards. And I know how we say, oh, 18.1 points. You can't do that. Well, Jackson, some people, are like, I know Jeff is like, oh, 24 points is what we really want to see. 24 points is what we really want to see. The Jacksonville Jaguars jumped all the way up to 10th last year. They weren't 24 points average. They were, was it like 23.8, 23.9? Not quite. I mean, it would round to 24 points. So that's a really big jump. 
that would be a, that that's a Trevor Lawrence jump if the Steelers average 24 points on offense this coming year. D- that might be a little bit ambitious. So I'll be honest with you, 22. That's that that would that would be significant. That would really up the Steelers' rank, and he that would make Kenny Pickett's offense the second year as a team jumping more like that. Um, if the Steelers are 26 and 23rd again, then he's going to be like a lot of those other quarterbacks in their second year. So I'm not saying there's anything definitive. I'm not saying there's an answer. I'm just giving you the data. That's what we do on StatGeek. Let's look at the data, see how it plays out. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, th- we'll, we'll come back and maybe if I can mark this off in my handy-dandy notebook and see if we can address this at, at you know next offseason and say, all right, so was Kenny Pickett. Was he more in the line of Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow? Was he more like a Kyler Murray where you got where, where you got some jump, but not a huge jump? You know, we'll come back and see. Do you know who Kenny Pickett's going to be? He's going to be Kenny Pickett. That's just how it goes. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a very hot topic in the NFL. We're going to talk about running backs. And I, I'm going to take the angle of – their longevity and how that might play into why stuff is going on with their with their contract. Not not longevity is not even the right word. Their availability. That's the word. So we're gonna look at running back availability after this break. So stick around, we go right back. Steelers fans, here we go. Let's just get this moving. Yes, it's a big topic. I know a lot of people have, have discussed it. Things going on with the running back position. The the number of players that were franchise tagged couldn't get a long term deal worked out. There's reasons behind that. Sometimes you just happen to be in a field that isn't as in demand as others. Honestly, it, it, it's it's just how it goes. I mean, and it's nothing against those guys. You know, I don't really want to say this because um, I don't I don't want to bust on Jeff. Jeff Hartman had many years teaching as, as a gym teacher. Sometimes it's hard to get a job as a gym teacher. You've got to be really good top of the line in order to get that job and hold it. Um, holding it's not as big a big deal. But, but to get that job, because there's a lot of people that would like to have that job. You know, luckily, a lot of schools really weed weed out people that want that job. I've known so many people like, oh, I want to be a gym teacher. I just want to go play with kids all day. That's not what it's about. And Jeff was a prime example of what it took to be someone that was that that was great at that profession. Me, I was a physics teacher. I could have gone almost anywhere I wanted to teach because the demand was completely different. That's just how it goes. It's it's not that one is better than the other. It's not that I mean I mean I wouldn't want to put my resume up against Jeff as as a teacher because I know he was fantastic. 
but you know, I was pretty good too. I'll say that, <laughs> but that's just kind of how it goes. And you probably, and I use that example because that's the workplace I know. You probably could think of another example in, in, in whatever field that, that you work in, or if you're a student that you might be, might be potentially working in that you say, you know what, if you could, this is, this specialty is much more in demand than that specialty. But sometimes, you know, my, 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 my wife's in the, in the computer field. It's definitely, you know, someone could be great at one thing, but there's a lot of people that are at that. But if you're really great at this other thing that not as many people can do. And I think that's part of the problem with the running backs is that is the fall off to the other players that are behind them is one thing. But what I'm going to talk about is the other thing I think is what scares owners and front offices from doing long-term deals with running backs. And that is, it is very rare for a running back to be constantly available. Najee Harris has not missed an NFL game in two seasons. I don't like to speak it into existence, but he's not going to go two more without doing that. It's just not going to happen. It's kind of like last year with the Steelers. They had, they started the same five offensive linemen for 17 games. You cannot go into this season thinking that that's going to happen because you're, I mean, you're talking about five people that can't miss time due to injury. I mean, yeah, Mason Cole missed part of a game, but he started that game. So Chooks missed one snap. Um, that That's just what it was. So, and with running back, here's here's how I laid it out. I looked at every running back that had at least 1,100 rushing yards last year. I, I cut it off because there there were 10 players that had 1,100 rushing yards. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. We'll just do 10, and, and we'll go. Then as I got going, I realized there was a mistake. There was a quarterback in that 10 as well. So that's why it's only nine players. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, Lamar – no, it wasn't Lamar Jackson. It was Justin Fields. Justin Fields had 1,143 rushing yards last year. I'm not looking at Justin Fields because he's a quarterback. That's different. So I was looking at – what I thought was going to be 10, but it ended up being nine running backs. How many seasons they played, how many games they've missed over those seasons, and what season did they miss the most games? And, and, I, and, I'm, and the reason I'm like, well, why am I looking at the top running backs from last year? Because most of the guys that weren't the top running backs from last year, I mean, Najee Harris was close. Um, Tony Pollard was close. Uh, to, to be there, I mean, they were over a thousand yards, so I could have gone that far, but it was just going to take more time. A lot of the guys that aren't up there, it's because they're just they're either not quite at that level, or it's because they missed time already. Prime example: Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in rushing in 2021. 2022, he had 861 rushing yards. Why? Because he only appeared in 11 games. He missed six due to injury. So players that aren't, I was thinking, that weren't up here in the top with these yards, it's because they missed time last year. So let's just look at the ones that were up there in yards this year and how and and have they been able to do that every year. So I'm just going to start with the with the leading rushers and work down through this. Josh Jacobs, four seasons. He's missed six games over four seasons. The most that he's missed was three games in 2019. I will be honest with you, him and one of, well, there's maybe two other people are probably the best examples of not missing a bunch of times, not, not missing a bunch of games, not missing a, a lot. 
And he missed six games over four years, three in one season. So, I mean, think about that. If your quarterback's not available for three games in a season, how much that could affect everything. But let's keep moving on. Derrick Henry, seven seasons. He's missed 12 games. Nine of those were in 2021. I called that in 2021. And I kind of feel bad for friends that I have that are Titans fans. I'm like, you know what? Derrick Henry has not missed time due to injury. He, he's a running back in the NFL. He's due. And that's exactly what happened. He didn't miss it in 2021. Okay, moving on, number three, Nick Chubb. He's actually one of the more uh, guy, the, the guys that's missed fewer games. Five seasons, he's only missed seven games. He missed four games in 2020. Uh, Saquon Barkley, five seasons, he's missed 22 games. That's because he missed 14 games in, in 2020. He missed almost the whole season with that injury. Uh, then you got Miles Sanders. This is Miles, right? Yeah, from who – had played for Philly four seasons there. He only missed nine games in four years, but he missed five of them in 2021. You know, that's, that's kind of a big deal missing five games. Dalvin cook. Here you go. Six seasons, 25 games missed. He missed 12 games in 2017, 12 games in 2017. Yeah. 2020 was the first, first season in his career that he didn't miss a game. He missed at least one game every other season that he's been in the NFL. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, six seasons. He's missed 23 games. He missed 13 in 2020 and nine in 2021. Uh, Travis Ntn, two seasons. I'm counting him as two seasons because of when he was drafted. He missed half his games because he missed all 17 games in 2021. You know, that, I mean, that's still when you have your running back under contract and you missed the, miss the whole season. And then, then it's Aaron Jones um, for Green Bay. Six seasons. He's missed 12 games. He missed four in 2017 and in 2018. But in 2018, two of those was because of suspension. He missed two because of suspension, two because of injury. And now some of these games, players could have been resting at the end of the season, things like that. But that's just kind of the data. Now, yes, you could go back. I'd really have to go back and compare it to other positions. But when you look at that, yes, there are quarterbacks out there that haven't missed a game. You could take some of the top quarterbacks and look at their career, and they've missed maybe one game, two games in a year. Some of them miss a lot. But with running back, you don't have an NFL running back that doesn't miss games. You just don't. That's kind of the way it works out. Um I mean, just look at, you know, Alvin Kamara's missed games. He was, he's further down this list. He wasn't on here. Um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, missing it. I already mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Some of those other, other running backs. I mean, one of the guys that's been actually missed a lot of fewer games is Devin Singletary. He hasn't missed all that many games in his career. Right now, right now, it's Najee Harris that's the exception. That that you know that's been there, and and hasn't missed time. It's the nature of the position. But I also want to point out something else about all those players I just listed, mainly the nine that I just gave the specific numbers. This was something that kind of caught me off guard. The top eight of those nine, so not Aaron Jones. Every single one of those running backs was drafted in the first or second round. So you got to remember that the top 
eight running backs from the 2022 season were all first or second round draft picks. The narrative out there is that, oh, you can find running backs that can come in and do the job and everything later in the draft. But you know what you're doing when you do that? You're generally finding running back by committee. And that that can work. I'm not saying that, the, that there's not uh, effective running going on. But when you're talking about these these guys where it's just a it's a one man show, that's what's so tough in the NFL. And that's why running back by committee is easier to do because so many times you're missing a committee member. That that's actually a pretty smart route to have, that you have to have that next guy ready to go. It's the nature of the position. So I just wanted to put some numbers behind that and let people say, hey, that's how many games they've missed. I mean, I mean, you look at that. I mean, Dalvin Cook in six seasons has missed 25 games. That's more than four games a year. You know, uh, McCaffrey's missed 23. That's almost four games a year. Saquon Barkley, 22 in five seasons. That's over four games a year. Now, yeah, now it's a 17-game schedule, but you're talking a quarter of the season. So it's really tough to want to, to say, hey, I'm going to go out and pay a lot of money at a position where some of these guys are missing a quarter of the games. It's just, it's hard, but that's football. That's the way it goes. I don't have an easy answer. That would be another question for another time. But for the for that narrative of, oh, you can get great running backs late in the draft or undrafted. I will tell you, Aaron Jones, he was a fifth round pick. He was the number nine on the list. Everyone else, first or second round picks. So that kind of dispels that a little bit, that if you want, if you want that elite 1,100-yard rusher, these are the guys that are actually coming in the first and second round, and especially those guys in the first round, that's for a running back. That's when that fifth-year option is kind of a curse for them. You got fifth-year option. Then it's a cheaper franchise tag for running back than it is almost any other position. So you have that going on. And it's just – it's kind of a perfect storm right now with those kind of things. So maybe it will correct itself. Maybe it won't. I don't – it's one of those things that I don't know if you interject into it. You know, do you want to just sit back and see the problem continue to grow and do nothing about it? That's what these running backs are worried about. Or do you want to – are you trying to do something that no matter what you try, isn't going to help? Is it going to correct itself? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to sit back and see. It's one of those things. It, it, it really is tough. You're like, do you sit back and let it go? And oh my goodness, if only we would have done something, it would have been better. Or do you try to do something and you're like, why did we even try? The natural progression was going to take over. It is what it is. So I just thought that was an interesting topic to, to bring up as well. So there you go. There's the quarterback stuff. There's some running back stuff. I hate to be the, the – the, I feel like this is kind of a downer of a stat geek when the Steelers are in training camp having their first practice today. I don't want to be a downer to be like, yeah, it's about a 50-50 shot whether or not the offense will improve with a second-year first-round quarterback if you look at the last three years or last three, previous three drafts, I guess I should say. And to say, you know what? Big-time running backs, they get that kind of yardage, they miss games. It's just how it works. It's it's kind of a bummer, but right now I feel at least last year going into this year, the Steelers feel like they have an answer if that were to happen. That uh, more, more than they did when Najee Harris was a rookie. 
in my opinion. I really think they, they, they found a gem in Jalen Warren, but you almost have to find that gem as an undrafted guy or a late round guy because, you know, because if you're going to invest a higher draft pick, you already have a higher draft pick running back. Then you, then when they're both healthy, how, how do you how do you keep them both happy? It, it really is a catch twenty two with trying to figure that all out with the NFL. So make sure you are checking out steelcurtainetwork.com. We are we are doing everything that we can to bring you all the content that we've brought you before, and I I, I just I I just really hope that you would uh, at least come check it out. Give us the support. I had a players mentioned article coming out later today, depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be out. Uh, that's always something that I like to do after uh, Mike Tomlin spoke uh, all kinds of various things going on, continued coverage throughout training camp and make sure you're checking out steel curtain networks podcasts because you should know the lineup by now. I thought there was going to be another Steel City Insider on Wednesday. That's going to be back next week. That's when Jim, Jim Wex was back. You know, he's, he's there. He's at training camp. You'll be getting stuff there. Um, our regular lineup still still coming through. The other was the change. The Here We Go, the Steeler Show, back on. It's now on Tuesday mornings. Uh, that, was, uh, that was actually kind of nice listening to that show on a Tuesday. But, yeah, I still miss Jeffrey, but – Unfortunately, we we still we still got to keep keep chugging. Make sure you check it out. Let's ride tonight on live on YouTube. You'll have the Steelers preview with myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis. There was a really nice pump your brakes last night with uh, with, with Shannon Tate and Big G. Uh, I I really enjoyed that one. So make sure you're checking out the podcast. Also, check out FFSN for other podcasts. Actually, believe it or not, not sure if people know this or not. Breakfast with Benz. Tim Benz of the Trib, his podcasts are now on Fans First. That's where you can find his podcast now. So he, you know, they're talking Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, Pitt, Duquesne, all kinds of um, all kinds of different things, all all sports from the Pittsburgh area that you can check that out. Even his Mark Madden Mondays, those are there. They're on FFSN. Just do a search for that, and you can get those as well. Whoo, man, been lots of stuff. Really appreciate you. We are here. We are here. Practice is coming later today. Thanks for joining me. As I always say, to finish these out, thanks for being here.